If you have your Bibles, I'll be turning to Genesis chapter 1, verse number 14. And if you do not have your Bibles or you don't have a phone or a tablet, it's okay. I've got you covered. It's going to be on the screen. I'll be reading a few verses of Scripture this morning, so I'll begin, though, at the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 and 14. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons. And for days and years. Everyone say, for signs and seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse number 1. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. I'll be turning to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He changes the times and the seasons. And finally, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'll be reading verses 1 through 3. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Verse 2, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For the next few moments... I'm going to title this message, Tis the Season. As you're being seated, why don't you look at your neighbor, the one that you didn't look at before, and tell him, Tis the Season. And if you're on the outside and you only have one person look at, go ahead and look at them again. <laughs> to all of our guests, you may not be aware, but I would like everyone to know so that we're all on the same footing so we have all the same understanding it is not a secret to anyone in this building and now it will not be a secret to you but Christmas is my favorite season of the year we come to church and Sister Pennington gives me a look when I do this but usually the very first Sunday morning after Christmas I let them know how many more Sundays we have until the next Christmas Wednesday nights, for those of you that are here or watch online, I usually let everybody know we're another Wednesday closer to Christmas. I mean, it could be July, and I'm letting everybody know, hey, we've only got this many left 
we're almost there. I mean, and why wouldn't Christmas be my favorite season? It is, after all, the most wonderful time of the year. You guys don't believe me? There's a song about it. You thought I was going to give you proof saying that I looked up on Wikipedia. No, that's on another message. There's actually a song about it. And and it just simply says, it's the most wonderful time of the year with kids jingle-belling and everyone telling, you'll be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's got to be true if they wrote a song about it. I love the Christmas season. And as we were driving and going about town, I kind of felt that Christmas season, it felt like it got here a little bit earlier this year. The people seemed to be in a Christmas mood. It wasn't just shopping, but people were decorating before Thanksgiving And I was amazed at myself that I was not bothered by it at all. See, because we have a rule in my house, as long as Kim agrees with it. We have a rule in the house, and usually she agrees. But for some reason, this year, we didn't stick to that rule. And that rule is this. No Christmas decorations or music until after Thanksgiving meal. We can have Thanksgiving, thank you Brother Manning, we can have Thanksgiving dinner and if we have it at 10 o'clock in the morning, just so that we can get it over with, which it's never by 10 o'clock in the morning, but if we have it at noon, 1, 2 or 3 o'clock, there's no Christmas music to be played whatsoever. After we eat and take a nap and then eat some more and take a nap, well after then, then we can drag out the Christmas decorations, but this year we have five Christmas trees in our house. And we still have more in the basement that we just didn't have a place to put up. Either that or the lights didn't work and I just didn't want to help. Because I can honestly say that I helped decorate our house this year. Or at least the stuff that Kim couldn't reach. It went a little something like this. No, not there. No, turn it. No, push it in straight. No, no, that's not what I mean. I prayed. For patience. We're at, Kim said, me too. She may, have inter, she may have been an intercessory prayer. Especially out here on this tree, Brother and Sister Bowman were talking to us about it. And, and I even said, I helped decorate that. And she looked at me like she didn't believe me. I said, you see this part right here that looks great? Yeah, Kim did all of that. I, I did that stuff up there that's around in the back. We decorated, we, we love Christmas time of the year, and so it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet, and I had Christmas records playing in my house. Gene Autry was singing about Rudolph, and if you weren't here Wednesday night, watch it online and get some lessons from Rudolph, and he's been singing about Santa Claus, and yeah, he says Santa Claus, listen to it, you'll never hear that song the same again. Maybe it was because of the snow we got a few weeks earlier. Then I don't know what it was, but people actually seemed to be ready for Christmas. You could see it, literally see it, physically see it, because we would drive home on Wednesday nights and there are houses, and it wasn't even Thanksgiving, but houses were already decorated for Christmas. They had their lights turned on. They had things out in the front yard. They had those waving things. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. People were ready for Christmas. And everywhere that we looked, we went into Hobby Lobby. And I wasn't even bothered that they had Christmas stuff out. In fact, the thing that I was bothered about most was they didn't have it out enough. There were empty shelves. And I was like, thanks, someone in the political party. Supply chain issues at Christmas. Come on. I looked around and the signs were everywhere. Christmas wasn't and isn't here yet. But we're already in the season. All week long I have struggled with what I'm about to preach. But I cannot get away from it. Kim would talk to me and ask about feeling direction and I would just tell her, no, nothing really. I I don't really have anything yet because I was struggling with what I was about to preach and I had a conversation with God and and I told him, I said, God, it's Christmas time. You know that most wonderful time of the year? Don't you understand that it's the happiest season of all? Oh, there are going to be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. I'm praying for snow on Christmas. But as I was talking and as I was praying and asking God to allow me to preach something different, the only thing that I could hear was this. Tell us when we will see when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. Take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all of these things must come to pass but the end is not yet nation will rise against nation kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilence earthquakes in various places and all of these are just the beginning of the sorrows So allow me, if you will, to repeat the words of Paul. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, and may I also add sisters, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction is upon them. I need someone to understand this morning that it's the season for his return. I know we're looking around and we're wondering, tis the season and I'm saying it's tis the season for Christ to return tis the season for the rapture tis the season to make our calling and election sure we cannot be deceived I tried my best and I begged and I asked God. Kim even was talking to me yesterday and I said, I've got to go. And I put myself away in my office and I came back downstairs and I told her, I said, I tried to get away from it, but I need this song. He's coming soon. I need this because God will not allow me to get away from this. We've got to be aware. There are signs on each and every door. There are signs everywhere we look. There are signs everywhere we go everything we hear and they're pointing out one thing he's coming soon he's coming soon he's coming soon 
So if I stood before you this morning and I tried to preach something that was happy and clappy and make everybody happy and, and nobody had to worry, I would be, I would not be who God has called me to be. But I stand here in an urgency of the Holy Ghost and I say, take heed to yourself, lest at any times your heart be overcharged with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that that day comes upon you unawares I cannot stand this morning and just allow everybody to come to church and say we were here for an hour and a half or whatever and then leave and say everything's fine when I've got a burden on the inside of me that's saying he's coming soon he's coming soon I've got to be ready tis the season and I've got to be ready We cannot allow ourselves to be lulled to sleep. We cannot allow ourselves to be caught unaware. My sister and the boys were at the house yesterday. Hunter came up and was helping me move some things. And Corbin was at the table and he was nodding off. He said something to him. Are you tired? And he said, no. But he didn't know that I saw him kind of nodding off and I said yeah but you don't watch stuff you don't fall off the table we cannot get to the place in our walk with God that we are just catching ourselves and we're not even aware we're not even aware that we're falling asleep we're trying to act like we're not tired we're trying to act like we've got everything under control but allow me if you will to tell you that the enemy of your soul is waiting on you he's waiting on you to fall asleep he's waiting on you to let your guard down but there's got to be somebody that says tis the season for me to pray tis the season for me to be ready because like never before tis the season for his return tis the season for the rapture look around please look around spiritually and physically look around the signs of his return are all around us it didn't wait for us to get ready. It just got here. There were no supply chain issues with what's happening in our nation spiritually. They're sexualizing children. And the moral, the moral high ground people, they refuse to take a stand against it. They refuse to say that it's wrong. In fact, if we try to take our children out of schools, we're judged, we're condemned, we're told that we're bigots. I need somebody to understand there are signs everywhere that you look that he's coming soon. He's coming soon. Everywhere I look, there are signs. They're screaming, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. If you have any spirituality about you, there should be something on the inside of you that's screaming out, He's coming soon. There should be an uneasiness about you that's saying something is moving in the atmosphere. There's a change. There's something happening. And I've got to be ready. Because we hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
Just a few weeks ago, it was the threat of World War III. As the media let everyone know that Russia had launched a missile when it actually was Ukraine and it was reported wrong, but it furthered a message. Wars and rumors of war. In my feed it was, is World War III next? A nuclear holocaust is on the way. Kingdoms against kingdoms. Famines, pestilence, earthquakes. My Bible says to know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men are going to be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. There will be no natural affection. They're going to be truce breakers. They're going to be false accusers. They're going to have. They're going to be fierce despisers of those that are good. They'll be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure. More than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, that lets me know that somewhere in there, there's some church people that are going to be all along this list. They're going to have a form of godliness. They're going to have just a little bit of it enough, enough that they think they're ready, but their, their lamps are going to be empty because denying the power thereof, we've for such, we've got to turn away. Look around you. There are signs of his return everywhere. So I say this morning, tis the season, tis the season not to be jolly, tis the season to be aware. Tis the season to be watchful because this world right now is calling evil good and good evil. They're putting darkness out and calling it light and they're putting light and condemning it and calling it darkness. Oh, I know if you're a guest, I know it's Christmas season. But I also know this, of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven. I'll tell you what else I know because I haven't been able to get away from it. If the good man of the house had known in what watch the, the thief would come, he would have watched. He would have been aware and he would not have suffered his house to be broken up. So this morning I'm standing on the wall. I'm the good man of the house and I'm proclaiming as loud as I can that tis the season. He's coming back. We've got to be ready. Don't be caught unaware. I don't care how long you've been in it. You've still got to be ready. I don't care what you've done. You've still got to be ready. Your calling and election has still got to be sure. Don't tell me how much you've prayed. Don't tell me how many revivals you've been in. Don't tell me what you've done for him. The only thing I'm concerned about is will you hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm not worried about yesterday. I'm worried about right now because he's coming. Oh, I love to be able to tell stories whenever I've prayed for people and they were healed. I love to tell stories of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But all that matters right now is am I ready because he's coming? Am I ready because he's coming? Have I made my calling and election sure? I know, I know I've heard it all my life. 
He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I've heard it. And I never thought that it would get to this place. I've heard it that people are saying we're going to be praying even so come quickly Lord Jesus I never believed in my own lifetime that we would see it but we're sitting in our car and Kim is saying I don't know how much more of this I can take I just need him to come back I just need him to come back there's something on the inside of us we've got to get ready because his return is soon And so I'm here as the good men of the house. And I'm asking you, if you have once been in this, would you get back in the house? If you have never been in this, would you allow me to introduce you to a man called Jesus that said, whosoever will, let him come. There's an open invitation. There's a table that's spread. You can be ready. You can be right. You can hear him say, well done. Tis the season. Tis the season. But I am not here this morning to preach to you a doom and gloom, depressing message. Quite the opposite. The Bible says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet Him in the air, in the clouds. The Lord, so shall we ever be with Him. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All I'm saying to you this morning is if you're ready, you should be excited because He's coming soon. If you're ready there should be something on the inside of you that says I want to let everybody know he's almost here my daddy's almost home he's almost here comfort one another with these words I begin to look that up and it actually means to encourage it tells you to admonish everyone admonish them and let them know that you have proof that is undeniable that will stand up in court that your father is coming back somebody hear me we should be excited if we're ready we should be excited he's coming back so I ask you this morning Bethel are you excited or are you in fear and dread because tis the season Tis the season. Oh, somebody hear me. We've got to get ready. And if you'll allow me to borrow from the old hymn they're going to sing later, He's coming soon. He's coming soon. With joy, we welcome His returning. It may be morn. It may be night or noon. But we know He's coming soon. Oh, that second part of that chorus, it got a hold of me. With joy, with joy, with joy, we're going to welcome His return. There should be something on the inside of a body that's ready, that says I've got a joy unspeakable and it's full of glory because I know he's coming soon he's coming soon and I'm ready, I'm not about to stop now, I've got the joy of the Lord, it's all over me, I've got the joy because I know he's coming soon with joy 
with joy will welcome his returning. Oh, I know you. I know. I know. How can you say that you're not preaching doom and gloom and wanting us to be all depressed and worried and guilted to an altar? Because I know, I just told you that in the last days, perilous times, they're coming. So can I tell you what else is coming in those last days? And it shall come to pass in the last days. Not says me. Not says an organization. Not says someone in more in better shape than I am that's not winded completely. But says God. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Young men are going to see visions. And old men are going to dream dreams. I want somebody to understand this morning that while perilous times may be here, there's also a revival like we've never seen before. There's a restoration like you've never seen before. So yes, tis the season for his return, but tis the season for revival. Tis the season for restoration. Tis the season for miracles, signs, and wonders. Because in the last days, he's going to pour it out on everybody. In the last days, he's going to pour it out. Oh, I know that all, I know that there are going to be men that are lovers of themselves. I know they're going to be covetous. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. I know they're going to be disobedient to their parents. And the list goes on. But I want someone to understand this, that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Somebody hear me. Tis the season for grace. Tis the season for mercy. Tis the season for forgiveness. And those are not the same words. Sin abounded. And grace much more abound. The Bible says the definition is where sin increases. It's a different, it's a different word entirely. It says where sin increases. The actual interpretation is overabounded. It says where sin increases, grace is overabounded. And I know we don't use that word ever. If I did, I'd be tripped up on it, but I've got it in bold saying watch and don't mess up on this word. But overabounded simply means exceedingly abounds. It says to overflow its banks as a river in the middle of a flood. May I say something where sin is increasing? It's tis the season for a flood of grace, for a flood of mercy, for a flood of revival. I say to you this morning that they're coming home. I don't care how far they are. I don't care what they've done. Tis the season for restoration. Tis the season for mercy and grace. Tis the season for overflow. That's how we can say with joy, we welcome his returning.
There's nothing, there's nothing I love more than just seeing a parent with a child in the altar. I've watched it as fathers that were big, manly guys. Their son walks to an altar. And that man is weeping. His whole body is shaking. Because he knows my son is feeling something. He's getting ready. Oh, let it be said of us that we are not so full of judgment, not so full of condemnation, not so full of our own self that we forget that where sin increases, grace is overbounding, it's overflowing. We've got to say, I'm willing to let somebody have a little bit of grace. I'm willing to let somebody have a lot of grace. I know that sin is increasing. I know, but in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon upon what? Not just those that you see that you deem worthy. Please, please hear and feel my heart. I'm standing like a watchman on the wall this morning. I'm standing like the good man of the house and I'm saying he's coming soon so Bethel let's get ready for revival but Arnold he's coming soon we've got mercy and grace for you we've got restoration for you South County we've got it for you we've got peace we've got forgiveness we've got a hope Jefferson County tis the season With joy. With joy. I would to God that whenever someone comes in that is broken and maybe you know their past don't tell anyone what it is but when you see them begin to move I would to God that you would be the first one there with them I would to God that you would pray with them harder than anybody else that you would weep with them as they weep but they rejoice with them as they rejoice because they've come to an understanding that grace is abounding in this house I wish I had more voice. I wish I could I could say it. I, I, I wish I was more eloquent. But all I can say to us this morning is tis the season. Tis the season. Tis the season. What's that? Well, I hear I hear it. I hear a sound. Oh, it must be the season. Last year in our neighborhood, we hadn't been there but like a month. It was like 85 degrees at Christmas. Felt like I was back in Louisiana. But we're sitting in there, we're celebrating Christmas, and all of a sudden I hear something outside. There were a group of cheerleaders that all went to the same school, and they were on some cheer, preps, something, I don't know. 
but they all got dressed up for Christmas. And I'm like, what in the world? The dogs were running to the window, and what's that I hear? They were outside, and I'm pretty sure that they were singing. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere we go, the grass was green. Liars. <laughs> but I heard a sound. And for a few moments, I stood there and I just watched as those girls sang a couple courses. I went to the next house. We got an alert in the Facebook group, and it just some of the moms had got together and said, Our girls wanted to spread some Christmas cheer. So if you see them outside, wave at them and tell them Merry Christmas. Oh, I wonder what would happen if someone that was broken would start hearing something. And what is that? Oh, it sounds like the season of forgiveness. But, but I know, no, it, all I hear is grace. Bethel, what would happen if that one that has hurt you, that one that has wounded you, what happens if you would be the one that reaches out and says, I love you, I care about you, I'm not worried, don't bring up anything that happened, but just let them know you love them. I wonder what would happen if they would begin to hear the sounds of the season. I wonder what would happen if they would hear someone saying, I want to spread a little because why are you doing it? Why, why, would, why would I do it? Because tis the season for his return. And if they're not ready, there was a place that was prepared not for them, but for the devil and his angels. It's a place where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. It is a place that this is just my own personal opinion that this will be the part of hell that is the most impossible to endure. It is a place that you are completely separated from the presence of God. You see... When you're broken, you think you're separated, but you still feel something. Every once in a while, there might be a nudge. You might have to push through. You might be able to just quince it. You might be able to just allow calluses to form. But, oh, there's still a hope. But when we get to that place, if we're not ready, when we are in that place, there is no hope. There's a gulf between us. And no matter how much he loves us, he said, I cannot get you out. So that's why I say, somebody, spread the news. Tis the season. Tis the season for his return. Tis the season for joy. Tis the season for restoration.
Tis the season. Tis the season. I couldn't help but smile as those kids just kept going around the neighborhood. And I wondered, I just, I wondered how long they're going to be out there. They were out there, it said basically they, my understanding is they went through the entire neighborhood, just walked door to door. And they chose to do it on their own. I wonder what would happen if we loved someone so much that we said, I'm not worried about how far I have to go. I've got to let them know. I know if I have to, if I have to let go of hurt, if I have to let go of bitterness, you need to let go of it anyway if you're going to be saved. You might as well let go of it now and bring somebody with you. Let them know that tis the season for his return and we're sending abound. Oh, grace. There's grace to cover a myriad of sins. joy with joy from the beginning of time God was letting us know to watch for signs and seasons let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens those lights are going to divide the day and the night and they're going to be signs and seasons I need you to look up in the sky. I need you to look at what's going on. There are signs of the times. There are lights everywhere that are saying there's a shift in the season. We're closer to his return. Oh, I know. I know we're only about three Sundays removed from Christmas. But, oh, I wonder if someone could really understand we're even that much closer to his return. We're even that much closer to his return. Oh, would you look at the sun? Can you see the lights? Tis the season, everybody. Oh, we don't know the time, but we can be aware of the seasons. Grew up in Louisiana, everything was either brown or green. And if it was food and it started out green, it ended up brown because it got fried. But I can remember mom bringing us up as kids. And there was one hill that we would come over in between Poplar Bluff and Festus. It was a bluff. And if it was fall, you would see all the colors. And it was then that mom would say, I'm home. We've got over an hour left. No. It's the signs of home. It's the signs of home. I wonder if we could get to that place in our spiritual walk that we could get up high enough that we could say, oh, I can see home. I can see home. Oh, I can see the bright light now. I can see my father standing at the door. Tis the season, everybody. 
is coming soon. Tis the season for revival in your home. Tis the season for revival in Arnold. Tis the season for you to pray like you've never prayed. To intercede like you've never interceded. Tis the season to witness, witness like you never have. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest. Don't tell me you've got more time. Don't say, but it's four months until the harvest. I'm telling you to look right now. You don't have plenty of time. Tis the season. Tis the season. But can I tell you this this morning? It is not too late. If you are in this house and you're wondering to do what to do because you don't have a gift, there is a last minute gift that you can get. Maybe you're saying, oh, I didn't realize how close we were. Maybe you were just, I didn't even know the season we were in. And now you've heard me say, tis the season 50 times, if not more. And you're asking, men and brethren, ladies and sisters, what do I do? And Peter said to them, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the removal of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not up to me this morning. He's the one that changes the times and the seasons. But there is a gift that is waiting for you. He's coming soon. But there's a gift for you this morning. It's not too late. He's got it. He's paid the price. He just says, I need you to come and take the gift. Revelations 3 and 11, behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have uh, that no man takes your crown. Bethel, he's coming. Don't let anyone take what you've got. 22 and 12, and behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me, he says, and it's to give every man according to his work. Oh, please, he's coming quickly. What have you done for him? Tis the season. Can we all stand? Revelations 22 and 20. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Surely I come quickly. It is so.
which John responds. These are the words of John. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. I've been listening to you. You've opened heaven to me. You've revealed to me. And you've told me everything about your return. And now I say even so. Come quickly. If you are in this house this morning, this altar call is for you. It's for each and every one of us. Whatever the reason is, this altar call is for you. I need you to understand that it's not too late if you're not ready. You haven't went too far. You haven't, you haven't said no one too many times. You haven't allowed your heart to be hardened one too many times. He's reaching for you. That's why he he wouldn't let me away from preaching. Tis the season. Tis the season for his return. But it's also tis the season for your restoration. Tis the season for your salvation. And maybe you're not like John. You're not lost. You're doing everything that you can do to live for him. But you can't say, even so, come quickly. This altar call is for you too because the reason that you can't say it is those sons and daughters that are coming in the last days they're not here yet tis the season so this altar call is for saint it's for the broken it's for the lost it's for the undone the invitation is the same. There's still time. There's still time to get right. There's still time for salvation. Because grace is still overflowing. Grace is still abounding. Is there anyone else that will hear the good man of the house and will come to the front? Is there anybody that will heed? Is there anybody that says I'm not allowing my family to be caught unaware tis the season for repentance tis the season for re for, prayer, for prayer come on Bethel is there anybody that's hungry is there anybody that's broken is there anybody that'll say tis the season Some of you come and gather around. If you're not going to come, 
I'm just begging you find a place where you are and pray. Because he's coming soon. 